Hi, and welcome to Untethered with Jenlis, the podcast that's here to help you let go and level up and finally make this the year that you step into the you that you know you can be. I'm your host, Jen, and I'm so excited today to talk to you about untethering fear. Let's dive in. Hi, friend. Welcome back. It's the beginning of 2023. As of the day that I'm recording this, it is the third day of 2023. And I've never honestly been so prepared, felt so mentally prepared for a year before. And part of that is that I have previously really resisted planning, goal setting, uh, uh, uh. like it all felt very like forced and not fun to me. And I think that there is a lot of goal setting that is really forced and not fun. And there's a lot of guilt built into it and all of these really negative feelings. But this year, I found a tribe of people. I found some ways to really enjoy the process of thinking about the things that I want to call in in my life. And I've been crafting this more and more over the past few years. I started vision boarding quite a few years ago, started setting my word of the year. I've been slowly finding these ways. And this year, I feel like it has culminated to a point where I'm like, hey, it's before March and I'm ready to plan the year. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Last year, I held my word of the year party in March. This year, I heard it, held it on December 28th. So there has been some major progress this year. And that's what I'm so excited to teach in the most magical year workshop that is coming up next week, January 9th through the 11th, three days. I'm going to be live in the most magical year Facebook group. You can register for this at genlist.com slash magic. It's totally free. And I'm going to be teaching these really vital things that have completely transformed the way that I'm thinking about intention setting, goal setting, just in a much more fluid, enjoyable, fun, easy way. I, When I was thinking about what my word of the year might be for this year, I had really considered fun, ease, open. I want to be open to new ideas. I want to be open to receiving new things. I want to be open to all of the new goodness, open to good things that can come into my life. And I want them to be fun and I want them to be easy. All of those things are what, and I feel like the way that I have learned to approach taking on new challenges, accomplishing big things, setting goals for myself is now fun and easy and open. I, I already actually lived a lot of those intentions and have found ways to continue to do that. So ended up choosing a different word of the year, which is much more challenging for me in a good way and the best way, which is ready, being ready. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's so juicy for me. And I didn't even know it until that word just plopped right into my belly while doing a visualization exercise that I took everybody through in the word of the year party if you were able to join that. It's something that I did. If if you didn't, that that replay is available at genlist.com slash word, but only till Friday, I'm going to pull it down. So if it's something that you want to do, if you've listened to this episode before Friday, the 5th, 
I believe you can go and and check that out and do that exercise alongside me. But if you miss out on it, you can feel free to DM me, send me an email, and I'll I'll send you the replay if it's something that you're really jonesing for. <laughs> but it really works. It works because what this process does that I take you through for choosing your word of the year is to bypass the brain and all of the thinking, the thinking brain, and go directly into your body and feel it with your body. And it is so much more effective. It's more effective for many, many reasons that I'm going to be getting into more and more because something that I'm incredibly passionate about, because it is the biggest thing that has transformed things for me, is somatic work, getting into the body. Those of us who are hyper vigilant, who have experienced some forms of trauma that have brought us outside of our bodies, we're living our lives outside of our bodies. People who tend to be perfectionists, overachievers, a lot of us are living outside of our bodies. We're living through other people's eyes. And this has been a unfolding for me. And you can even go back to earlier episodes of this podcast and be like, follow along with this journey of me starting to unravel. What is this living outside of myself, seeing everything through other people's eyes? I realized I needed to get back into myself. And there's a lot of ways that I have done that. For me, as Iona Holloway, and I talked about in the previous episode that came out on Tuesday, the second was breath work. For me, breath work has been the most powerful way. There are other ways, dance, exercise, walking, meditation, somewhat now that I understand how to do somatic meditation and get into your body. Somatic is is dealing with the body, if you don't know what that word means. But there are other ways to do it. Breath work has been hands down the most powerful. And I'm convinced it's why I'm learning to be a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. I'm going to very soon be able to do that. I've been doing some of it you know, with myself, with my husband. And he's like, wow, thank you for teaching me this. We've been doing a ton of breathwork together. And he's actually super good at cueing me when he notices that it's something that we both need. <laughs> but it it's transformative, y'all. For those of us living on the outside, if you need a path to the inside, I mean, Iona is not kidding. It is so stinking powerful. I try it out. Try it out. See what you think. I would love to hear. But one of the things that Iona and I talked about, you know, a lot of us, we're we're tied up. We're human beings. We're tied up in our fear. It's not a lot of us. Every single one of us are tied up in our fears. It's what we do. We're wired to be fearful. That's what keeps us safe. Our fear alerts that something is unsafe. And so then we bring it into safety. But we live in this world where there are is so much stimulus. We are stimulated out of control. And we've got to find a way to get back into our bodies to realize, connect our mod- bodies and our minds to realize when a stimulus is something to actually be fearful of and when it's something that we can redirect. And one of the interesting things when it comes to goal setting, when it comes to at the very beginning of the year, looking ahead is that our desires, as Iona said, can combine 
with our fears. And then we don't know the difference between a desire and a fear. And our brain is all confused about, well, is this something to be scared of or is this something to actually go for? And a one way that we can really see if this is something where a desire is attached to a fear is attachment itself. When we feel really, really attached to something, when there's something that we really, really want, there is likely a fear that has melded with it and is holding it in place. And one of the things that breathwork can do, meditation can do, all kinds of mindset practices can do is to bring you back into your body where you can feel it in your body and detach <laughs> to what my breathwork educator calls as alchemizing, bringing you know the mind and the body together, recognizing what it is, showing it love, whatever that fear is, showing it love, and then it naturally falls away. And I'm going to be teaching some of this, doing some of this actively with you in the Most Magical Year workshop. So definitely go and join that so that we can do some of that together. And I want to share something very real time with you. You know, Yesterday, I was taking, I went for a run. I got home from my run and I hopped in the shower and my husband's watching football sitting on the couch. And that was the plan for the evening. You know, it's getting into, we're looking at playoffs and football. It's like the end of the season and every game matters. And there's a game on that really matters between the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. I come out of the shower and Joey's like, hey, like something really serious just happened. I'm like, what? So I go in the living room, you know, my towel's still on and there is an ambulance on the field and they're performing CPR on this player. And, you know, most of us, if you're tuned into the news at all here in the U.S., know that there's a player on the Bills team, DeMar Hamlin. And I mean, they performed CPR on him for, I think they said nine minutes. I mean, it was terrifying. He and I are just sitting there in silence. And I mean, for a long time. This was an hour. We're still waiting to hear. They paused the game indefinitely. We're all trying to figure out, you know, is he okay? What's going on? And he and I are just sitting there practically in silence. I eventually pull up Twitter and I'm like, what is going on? I mean, we just want to know if this guy's okay. Like we are sitting there in a fear state, really terrified for this young man, for his family, for all these players who saw that happen on the field, for every person in that stadium, for the coaches, for everyone there. It was genuinely scary. And, you know, afterward, I mean, this still, this still currently, I mean, I don't know the state of him. I checked on it earlier and it said he was still in critical condition, possibly breathing on his own, but it seems like the details are really scarce, which I totally understand with respect to his family. I'm sure they want to keep everything as private as they can, especially when somebody's in, in this critical state. But, you know, Joey and I, we, we like had our, our dinner cooked and we just ate dinner pretty much in silence. And it was just afterward, he noticed the tension in his chest. You know, Joey was like, you know, my chest just feels like really tight. And I was like, I know my stomach feels sick. I feel ill. I don't feel well at this point from sitting here in this state for so long. And now this is a very extreme example of fear and the impact that it has on our bodies. But there are little things that are putting us in this fear state all day that we don't even notice. And we're all walking around with all of this. And, you know, I, I sat there and I was like, you know what, 
let's do something. And so I had us both close our eyes. We took some deep breaths and I walked him through an exercise that we did together of feeling into our bodies, feeling into our hearts, feeling into the hearts of all of the human beings who were involved to the player, to his mom, to his dad, to his brothers, to his sisters, to everyone who loves him, to all of those players on the field, to the coaches, to the people in the stadiums, to the medical staff who are caring for him. We just felt into the hearts of all of those people. And then we sent them, we felt into our own hearts and we sent them the love. And then we received that love back and we began to do a reciprocal somatic energy exercise of sending love, receiving love. And the difference for both of us in just this five minute exercise was enormous. We both felt so much calmer, so much better. We felt like there was something that we did that could potentially help just sending our good energy. And, you know, we always say, send prayers, send good vibes. We say that, but do we really feel it? Do we feel into it? Do we push it out? Do we receive it in? Do we really understand the meaning of what we mean when we say that? And this might sound wild to those of you who are non-spiritual people, non-praying people. It would have sounded really freaking wild to me even just two years ago, but I have lived this. I have done this. It makes a world of difference in how we feel. And it's one of my goals in the podcast this season, season four, is to be more honest about my feelings about these things, about my spiritual side that has really burgeoned up in the past couple of years, about how I have returned in a different way, in my own unique way, through my own perspective, through my own experiences, through my own personal beliefs to this very spiritual side of myself. And I have so much to share in that realm. And I think really the world is just as hungry for it as I have been to come to an understanding of what makes sense here. Something I love that Iona said, she talked about, you know, we can have scientific, we can have spiritual together side by side, standing hand in hand in some instances and a lot of science. When you really look at some of the research that's being done today, it's freaking fascinating. The effect of meditation on actual blood, on liquid on our energy and our bodies. They're doing so much research. It's so freaking interesting. And it really is changing things. And I just want to learn myself more and more. This is a continuous journey for myself of learning, understanding, opening up. And I think the same is true for so many doctors, for so many scientists right now, as we look at what isn't working in our world, what isn't working with our health and what is working. What are the ways that actually do work? We are animals first, as Iona said in that in this last episode. You know, that reminder, like we were animals long before we were these you know cerebral thinking creatures that are walking around and crafting this world around us. You know, really get back into our bodies, really come back down into ourselves and see through that lens of our bodies. 
So that's going to be a huge part of the season. And there are so many really interesting people here to, to share with you. And I, I just can't wait for you to get a taste of what we've got going on. But I do want to send so much love to Damar Hamlin, to his family. And, you know, if you'll join with me and really feel, feel that love in your heart, feel the warmth in your chest and really send love out in the direction of anybody who loves and cares and is caring for him and, you know, feel it back. And of course, by the time you listen to this episode, I don't know, you know, what the condition of this particular individual will be, but everybody around in this situation definitely could use all of our love that you can. So I wanted to share that as an example, though, of how fear can really affect our body and how coming back into your body feeling your body, feeling the fear, allowing yourself to to feel it and open up your heart can cleanse some of that out for you. So give it a shot. <laughs> give it a shot. As wild as it might sound to some of you, maybe it's refreshing to other people, however it sounds to you. I encourage you to metabolize some of your fear and breathe into it. Try a few deep breaths when you're feeling really fearful, when you notice that you're really tight, when you notice that you're really anxious. A few deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. Breathe good vibes in. Breathe that negativity, that tightness out. And see the difference that that feels for you today. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me that you would take time out of your day to listen to this podcast episode. I hope that you found something helpful in it today. If you did like this podcast episode, if you enjoy Untethered with Jen List, I encourage you to leave a review that will help me grow this podcast so much and get it out in the world for others to hear. Thank you again. You just keep shining your magical unicorn light out there for all to see. See you next time. Bye.